0: I think that most of us know that uh, when you hang out uh, with with people that are following Jesus in places that are called church that different churches have a different perspective and it's not that that's wrong it's just that we're we're reading the same book and we're talking to the same God but we're just kind of getting some different ideas and there's history involved in that and there's theology involved in that I mean it's I mean there's a lot of factors that go in there, but one of the things I appreciate uh about who I am and who we are within the vineyard movement is that we're a group of people that can acknowledge good and bad at the same time, just like I said, in this season of being a father there are I have days of tremendous joy, and then i have I have days of tremendous pain and and sometimes there's there's no like it'll happen within the, an hour, and and I'm so grateful that I don't have people around me and saying, "Well, if it's if you're not happy to be a dad every day, then what's wrong?" Or if you're not groveling, you know. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, and you're just like the, that worm theology. You know, I'm just kind of sliding on my belly through this life. I can't wait till I get out of here. I mean, and I don't have people around me like that. Oh, that would be really miserable. I mean, two happy people, two sad people. That Those kind of people drive me nuts. Because they don't, they, to me, they don't allow life to be a real life is up life is down life is everywhere in between and what we believe about god it's the, so we have our good days we have our bad days as paul writes in romans 8 i have days of glory and i have days of groaning and sometimes it's the same day and i am so grateful we've talked as we've as we're reading through acts we've talked about the both and and here we are again we're in Acts chapter 8, and, and there, there's a great persecution that breaks out. And, there's this missional moment. It's both and. And that's, that's the, there's, there's a God that's behind that, that just keeps me spinning around, because it's just like, how do you do that? If, if I could remind you, you know, last week, I mean, we, we were at a tragic event. Uh, we, were, we were witnessing through the story the grisly death by stoning of Stephen. Now, remember Stephen. Stephen was a Jew who changed his mind about Jesus. And I want to just keep saying this because I'm reminding myself and I just want to keep reminding us And I'm I'm, I'm hoping, like maybe through the airwaves, maybe it'll maybe it'll be this infection. You know, these Jews that started following—they didn't change their religion. They didn't stop being Jews to become Christians. They were Jews who changed their mind about Jesus. They did not change their religion. That's extremely important for us to understand about our faith. So Stephen is one of those Jews. He changed his mind about Jesus. Oh, he is the fulfillment of the promises of the prophets. He is the king who's been promised to come. Jesus is that king. Jesus is that Messiah. Oh, the kingdom is here. It, it came differently than what we thought, what our, what our theology said. It came, but it's here. So he changed his mind. All that's the work of the Holy Spirit within him. But he didn't change his religion. Following Jesus is not about changing religion, it's about changing your mind about who Jesus is. Jesus is the King. It's about changing about his his kingdom. The kingdom is here. And Stephen made that change. And then the Holy Spirit filled him with wisdom, with grace. He was a servant... He's serving the widow's meals. And at the same time, he wants in on the other. I don't want to just serve the meals. I mean, that's great. I love loving on those widows. But I also, I want to proclaim. I want to announce the kingdom. And so signs and wonders are happening through the ministry of Stephen as he tells the story of Jesus. Jesus is alive and the kingdom is here. That's the message. Jesus is alive the kingdom is here. Whatever, let's all just say that together. Jesus is alive. The kingdom is here. That's the message. And as he delivers that, that message, miraculous things happen. Because there's a God in heaven that that's my message. Because he's preaching my message, I'm going to confirm that message. So extraordinary things are going to happen. And so here you have this guy, like in his stride... Good things happening and yet he ends up being stoned to death at the hands of religious extremists self-righteous people who did I don't we don't want to hear that about Jesus we want you to stop talking about Jesus we want you to stop talking about his kingdom if you're not going to stop it, we're going to make sure you stop it. They killed him. Now, for many, that's not the way it's supposed to be. I mean, if, you're, if you change your mind about Jesus, if the Holy Spirit fills you, and the Holy Spirit fills you with grace and mercy, and you've got a ministry, and you're doing good things, and people are coming, then like life is supposed to be great, Right? didn't happen that way with Stephen. So what is this that we're reading about? This is our faith. What's this other stuff? Not our faith. So Stephen dies at his death. Luke is introducing us to to the next character. Do you see how personal this story is? It's been like Peter has been emphasizing Peter and John, and then Stephen, Philip's next. But now we're being introduced to Saul. Because as Stephen is being stoned to death, there is a Jewish rabbi whose name is Saul. And he's, he's, not, in, he's not in the foreground of the story, he's in the background of the story. And he's standing there witnessing... The death of Stephen, he's in agreement with with the stoning of Stephen. And yet he's not a participant. He did not throw stones. He's also seems to be someone that's trusted by his peers. Because those that are stoning Stephen, this is the grisly part of this. Because they didn't want to get blood on their outer cloaks as they're stoning somebody. They took their outer cloaks off, which were their most expensive cloaks, laid them at the feet of Steve. Hey, watch this while we stone this guy. And somehow Saul was trusted that he was not going to run off with their coats or go through their pockets or whatever. So that's our introduction to Saul. He's going to become, I mean, like he's the chief protagonist of the church and yet becomes the chief apostle. See what God's doing? So through these events, we, we come to Acts 8. And the stoning of Stephen and the introduction of Saul, that, that set, it set off a, a terrific persecution of the church in Jerusalem. There the church is not existing anywhere else. It's just in Jerusalem. And the believers were all scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. All that is but the apostles And good and brave men buried Stephen, giving him a solemn funeral. Not many dry eyes that day. And Saul went wild. Devastating the church. There's not buildings to devastate. So he's not tearing buildings apart. He's entering house after house after house. And he's dragging men and women off to jail fellow Jews, Jews just like him, except they've changed their mind about Jesus. They're following Jesus as Jews, and now this very zealous, rigid, pharisaical Jew is dragging people off the jail. And so the church is forced to leave home base, and the followers of Jesus all became Missionaries. Not missionaries that don't think of in the term, they're just people announcing two things. What are the two things they're announcing? Jesus is alive and the kingdom is here. Wherever they were scattered, they preached the message of Jesus. Jesus is alive. The kingdom is here. In spite of Stephen's death, in spite of the threat of being unrested, in spite that we just had to leave our home and we're being scattered out among Judea and Samaria. The message to the church is it's time to go. It's time to move on from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria. And you just, when you're reading the story, you can't miss the point. You go back to the first chapter and Jesus said, hey, When the Holy Spirit comes on you, he's going to fill you with power. So now you're going to be empowered witnesses. So you're going to be emboldened so that when you're arrested and you're threatened, you're going to be able to hold your ground and you're not going to let go of the message. Jesus is alive. The kingdom is here. You can lock me up. You can throw away the key. You can take me out and stone me, but it doesn't change the message at all. You can also scatter, you can throw us out of the city. Because we're going to be witnesses, empowered by the Holy Spirit, in Jerusalem, all over Judea and Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. So the great persecution that breaks out as tragic as it is, is also this missional moment where now the church is going to a bigger piece of property. They didn't abandon Jerusalem. The apostles stayed in Jerusalem. It's, it's still home base, but it's unsafe. Uh, they're, 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 they're now under, they're having to operate underground. But that, I love the description, they're good and brave men. They're good and that they're staying to do a couple of things. One, they need to bury Stephen. And they grieve the loss. I mean, there's full record. Yeah, Jesus is alive. Resurrection is real. I mean, Stephen saw Jesus. He saw Jesus stand up and say, Hey, Stephen, welcome into eternity as he died. No denial of the resurrection, but still, loss is loss. And to lose a friend this way? Oh, come on. So the apostles are grieving and believing in the resurrection of the dead, all, all at the same time. And they're staying, I think, also whatever way they could provide support for those men and women who were in jail arrested by Saul. What, 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 what can we do for these people? Because they also were under threat of death. And this picture of Saul going house to house, devastating the church. So the 10,000, 15,000, I don't know, 15,000 maybe, their, their lives were turned upside down. And they're forced to leave. And yet in being forced to leave, these are the words that just jumped off the page. Death of Stephen. The arrest of men and women. Being driven out of Jerusalem. The followers of Jesus all became missionaries. Wherever they were scattered, they preached the message about Jesus. You see, as I'm reading that, I'm thinking, I'm not sure if if this was me, if this was us, if this was happening to us, if one of us just got stoned, if some of us just got thrown in jail, if the rest of us were driven out of New Braunfels, I mean, I. I mean, I would we would we stick together? Would we keep delivering the message? Would we be like totally just? I didn't think this was supposed to happen. I mean, I I thought things were supposed to get better and better for us. I mean, I thought we like the like the American dream and the Christian dream all kind of went together. And it's, see, it's amazing to me that this didn't affect their delivery of the message at all. <laughs> and it doesn't say they went out into Judea and Samaria and said, Oh man, we just got beat up. Oh man, we just got thrown out. It, there's, no, there's no record of complaining. Now I'm sure, it's, this is hard. No, no, this was hard. And yet, it didn't take away from the message. So I just begin to think about us. And I've already, axe I've has, has done this before. And so this is, this is just a reminder. I was coming back. Let, let's, just, let's just imagine that the worst case scenario is going to happen. The government is going to get us. Whoever the government, they're going to get us. Destined to happen, it's going to get us. Uh, religious and political liberals, they will take over. Can't change it. It's going to happen. The Muslims are here and it's just going to get worse. It's going to be overrun. The economy, it is not going to recover. It's toast. Done. Collapse. And Chicken Little is running around saying, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. So just the worst case scenario. See, I I, I thought of that because I think probably those that were in Jerusalem at the time that this is actually happening probably thought, this is a pretty bad scenario. Stephen's dead. Some of us are in jail and the rest of us have been driven out of town. but that great persecution for them became this missional moment and everybody stepped up to the plate and became a missionary. Missionary in the sense of delivering the message. In spite of Stephen's death Jesus is alive. Matter of fact Stephen's alive too. The kingdom is here. There is so much resistance there's this religious kingdom that the Sadducees have set up. And man, they're fighting against the kingdom of God that is here. The kingdom of God is here. Jesus is alive. They kept preaching that message. They kept announcing that message. In spite of death, by stoning. In spite of prison. In spite of the loss of their home. The driving out of their families. The scattering of people. So I, what about us? I mean, is this how we would react? If there was a great persecution that broke out against us, and a couple of us died, and some of us were thrown in jail, and the rest of us were driven out of New Braunfels, would we go out as missionaries of the message of Jesus? In spite of our circumstances, Jesus is alive and the kingdom is here. Would the circumstances of our life today be a missional moment? Or are these events just silencing our witness? We have a faith in a risen Lord and a kingdom that will prevail. A righteous and just kingdom that will prevail. That rises above every circumstance. Would you like to stand with me? may I ask that we would have focus (laughs) and that our focus would not be on the circumstances of our life, but that our focus would be upon our Lord, our King, and His kingdom. And that we would live life with that focus. And that that would be at the center of who we are. Individually, as families, As a community, that this is what our focus is. Can I pray that way? Father, you are great and wonderful. Father, in spite of a great persecution that broke out that day, the day of Stephen's death, your purpose in the life of the people that started following you was even greater and even more wonderful. And Father, as we're reading the story, this is our story. This This is the faith that has been delivered to us. Lord, we, we, we recognize that there are forces that come against us. There are circumstances that are far from perfect in all of our life. And yet, oh Lord, our desire is, is to be able to keep our attention on Jesus, the risen King. To keep our focus on the kingdom that is here and is coming and cannot be stopped. So I would ask Holy Spirit, whatever you poured into the life of the church that's going through this great persecution in Acts, that you would pour whatever, whatever you desire, pour whatever we need into our lives. That if the worst happens, we would all go out as missionaries, delivering the message of our risen king and his kingdom come. May that become a focus, Lord. Take our eyes off of the circumstances and put them on you and on your eternal purposes. We bless you, Lord, for being so great and wonderful. (laughs) Your thoughts truly are higher than our thoughts. Your ways are so far higher than ours. Bless you, Lord in your name.